I'm SP from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show about the general Marvel comic universe, part of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other hilarious and fun geeky shows at guineageeknetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of Better Podcasting Live Chat Coffee Side with SP and SJ. I said coffee side. That should be fireside, but I don't want to talk about the RIP service. Uh, I am here today to talk with SP about podcasting. If you haven't checked this out before, this is where we do our live chat. That's what we do. We talk about podcasting and every other week we do this live Q&A slash general chat. SP is the one that gives you the real answers and I give you the joke answers. Or sometimes it's the other way around because I can joke around too. That's true. That's true. And your jokes are far better. Uh, yeah, if you haven't been to our Discord yet, you should ch check out our Discord. Our Discord server is at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And we do have a lot of ongoing chat there. So it's great in between the shows if you want to talk podcasting gear and other things. Uh, if you didn't check out our last full episode, uh, you should check that out because in that we talk about if you're going to start a podcast related to filling time during this COVID-19 self-isolation, but there's some other things that I think you could take away from there as well. If you were wanting to just do a little bit of a podcast in order to just fill some time, we'd love to know what your thoughts were about that. That was one that was uh, pretty specifically not evergreen content, and we haven't had many of those. So I look forward to getting the feedback from people on that. SP. What's been going on in your world of podcasting this week? I've been catching up with my editing for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I've also been working. I'm one of those essential workers. I have to go to work. I was at work today. And let me tell you, going to work with a bunch of people wearing masks, I mean, if I was working in a bank, I'd be worried. You know, I was thinking about the mask situation, and um, I, was, I was really worried if all of a sudden podcasters decided to wear the masks while they were podcasting, we'd end up with a bunch I of know. podcasts I, like this. I thought about <laughs> doing it, but I thought, no, that's it's just, I, I have to wear it all day. And by the way, the self-made ones really don't have any breathability. And if no. you're wearing glasses, you know, <laughs> the steam goes up and it fogs up your glasses and that sort of stuff. It makes work pretty sporty, that's for sure. But I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be podcasting with you and just hanging out with our listeners answering questions and just talking general podcasting stuff. It's going to be pretty cool. I showed, by the way, since we recorded last week with our regular episode, I actually showed my Studio B that I created for my daughter. You did. You did a great job. And if you want to check that out, it is posted at betterpodcasting.com. Go ahead and check that out at betterpodcasting.com. Uh, SP, let's talk a little bit about something that just, let's get it out of the way right away. Let's, let's drop the something or another i can't think of of, of a curtain? proper saying no not the curtain let's just drop drop the hammer i think the drop hammer the hammer sure. okay we'll, yeah sure why we'll not because we're not going to do a mic drop here. no we'll drop something and okay. it's all about the logitech or the logitech the zoom really the zoom h6 okay. it's all about the zoom h6 so if you didn't know this we're big fans of the zoom h6 i've got a zoom h6 sp's got a zoom h6 and we we like them because the form factor is good they've been reliable for us and they're a good way to portably multi-track uh, recording, record podcasting. It is something that we've been a huge fan of this over the years. 
And obviously we have other recommendations now for someone who's not doing portability, portable stuff, but it is a thing that worked well for us for a while. And there are some people who still like it because it's simple and easy to use. Well, apparently there's a black version. So this was something that one of, one of our Discord users did go and post on our Discord and said that there was a black version. And we were wondering what was up with that. And we had a little bit of a chat back and forth about that. You know, I actually saw before that post, I actually saw it on Instagram. And I think I sent you the link on Instagram for Zoom's announcement of the H6 Black. And we were both like, yeah, I wonder what's on this. Well, that was the big question in our Discord. It's like, okay, you got this H6 Black. What else is different about it aside from the price, which is through the roof? I, I was hoping that there was something new in it in order to justify the price. And we got so curious about this that Steven in his, you know, stay at home time off that he's having, he's I not working, working at all. I am working at home. Thank you very much. So he actually contacted zoom and said, what up? Yeah. And, and to be clear, um, this zoom H six looks exactly like the other one, except black. And before I give the answer, I would like to highlight the fact that, there was an Instagram post. There was a uh, big page made on when you go to zoom-na.com. Oh, yeah. You see mm -hmm. Zoom H6 Black. But there was no real official announcement. Other than that, there was no blog post. They always do that. There was no big Facebook video or Facebook post about it. It was just like, we're going to throw this out here. But not give you much information about it. So... I I was very, very surprised. And we did a little bit of spec comparison on the two pages between them, and they looked very similar. So I did reach out to, to them on Facebook, and I asked the following. Hello. I was wondering if there are any specific differences between the original. No, no, no. Hold on. Not specific. Specification. Sorry, you're right. Specification differences between the original Zoom H6 and the Zoom H6 Black, or is this just a color difference? And the and, response. Well, before we get there, the speculation on my part was maybe they upgraded the preamps because they you have, were the only one that speculated that. <laughs> right. They have introduced new preamps. So I was like, okay, maybe that would justify it because the price went up mm -hmm. like $50, $70, something like that. So the price went up back to the original price of the Zoom H6. So I was like, okay, it might be that, or it might be some sort of firmware upgrade, but I would assume that the original H6 could get that. I mean, there was a few speculations on what it could be. So we were thinking there might be a difference. And the answer, Stephen, is that I, I feel like you need to do a drum roll. I, I really uh, do feel you, like you want me to do a drum roll. You, you want me to do it roll. on the microphone, on my chest, on the desk. What do you want me to do? I think that you should do it right now, um, right there, because I need like two more seconds as I quickly have this idea to quickly uh, do this so that the video viewer can go ahead and follow along as I announce that it is only a color slash body difference. That was their official response. And for the video viewer, I did go and put the screenshot in there just so that, you know, people know that I'm not talking through my you know what. And that's why it was well, so awkward right there as I was pausing as I realized I should probably put this on screen. But yes, that's the conversation. If you want to go to betterpodcasting.com, eventually this video will be up there and you can see the um, 
which way is it? That way. You could see the uh, the message. Yeah, disappointing. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I don't know what the body difference is. It looked like the same body to me. I, I'll have to go back and look specifically if there's any body difference, but maybe they're just saying, well, it's, it's colored different, so it's a body difference. But the good news is we can make our podcast better because now I've put a screenshot of this I like it. on yeah. there. And for the audio listener, um, it's now covering my face. And I think that's how we're going to continue this show. Yeah, I think that would be. Yeah, don't don't put lips, you know, a lip hole in there or anything. Just keep it like that. I think it was it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, I do think, though, um, the price difference is probably because the H6 being around so long probably did go through a. Uh, a natural um, pr price decrease. And so it just kind of ended up leveling out at a certain spot. And now this is new, so it's back up there. But I I don't know why I would recommend it. I, I yeah, don't. Why, what, what, what's the price now? It's $3.99 or $4.99? I, I yeah. didn't even follow other than what you said. Yeah, so I'm going to have to look that up because... For that price, at that price level, you're not going up too much to get a L12 or go down, I guess, a little bit and get an L8 or get a Rodecaster Pro. So, I mean, it's in the same price range. Why would you get an H6 other than the extreme portability? And by extreme portability, I mean it runs on batteries and you can put it in a bag really easily. Okay, so I'm on BNH photo right now. Um, yeah. And I am looking, and the Zoom H6 Black shows as new release in stock 349. And then okay. when I look, the Zoom H6 regular, uh, which I think, does it have an extra thing here or not? Anyways, it's 329, it, it says. Mm -hmm. um, but so it I went know up there's, 20 bucks. I've seen a lot more deals out there. So yeah. we'll see. But I guess. Some people do want the the color preference. I'm not sure unless, like you said, maybe there is something different with the body that we overlooked. I can't see anything, but that's not to say I didn't miss something. If it's not going to be a functionality difference, then why? Yeah. People yeah, do. Just... People do like though their uh, their visuals of their equipment. They do like that. Well, it was a pretty web page. So I went through the whole web page looking for, okay, what's new in this? And I was looking for the preamps. I was really searching hard for preamps because better preamps is always great. Although I would think better preamps would decrease the battery life, maybe, because more power to them or something like that. Anyway, I went through it all and I went through their videos and I saw people walking around taking, uh, uh, taking sound audio of like buses and pinball machines and stuff like that with it and then use it in a studio but they did they did show a couple of podcasters and i'm trying to remember i think it was with sure sm7b's yes but here's the thing uh as johnny pennington on our live chat which we do stream this live on tuesdays at 8 p.m eastern he says quote now i own the h6 classic end quote uh that's great i like it we have retro equipment sp yes well, we have a lot of retro equipment and we got the Knox podcasting microphone. We've got the uh, Logitech C920, which is going for like 300 bucks on Amazon right now because mm -hmm. everybody bought them out. And I guess even like the ATR 2100 and the AT2005 yeah. are hard to find now. So, yeah, I, th I think we're doing pretty good. And if we sold our equipment, we could retire. You know, I actually can't find my second C922. I just came across it a little bit ago, and then I went and I thought I put it away because I took it to work to do a project a while ago, 
And then I realized somebody stole it and sold it. Worse, I realized that I had been tracking it, packing it back and forth in my work laptop bag, just in it loosely. And so I know. Anyways, I I gave it a try. It was fine. Um, Hmm. But but the thing is, I I went and I'm like, well, let me put that away. And now I can't find it. And everybody's making these posts about how cameras are hard to find. So we'll find out. Uh, I wanted to take a moment here. Wait, 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 wait. You're equating your lost camera <laughs> to cameras, the webcams being hard to find on the internet. <laughs> yeah. That is not an equal distribution, sir. It's, it's somewhere. And it's my second one, too. <sighs> I got, I don't know. I got like four or five of them in the yeah. house just because they're on different computers. By the way, I, I mentioned I have a Studio B last time. I also mentioned I have a Studio C. So I'm thinking there's going to be another studio tour this week. You just reminded me. I think I own two C920s. I think I've lost two. I think I've got two somewhere in this house. I've lost two. So you two. have two C920s and then a C922. Yeah, I use the C922 primarily, but I, I, think, I think I might have one in my travel bag. I should go have a look. Liberty Dude posted, anyone ever find out why they discontinued the Knox microphone? I don't know for sure. I actually contacted the company, yeah. as you knew in that video. I would just gather that they got into some sort of cease and desist because it became known and they just didn't want to go out and uh, fight that battle. So they just I, stopped making them. I would guess it was less organized. This is my guess. Same idea. But I think what happened was whoever manufactured these, someone came in because let's be honest, they're not probably manufactured locally. Uh, someone came in. Ooh, China. Yeah. Someone came in and they went, here is a box of cash. Please make this product for us with a different brand for the one-time one-time production. Okay, and that's what they did, and then yeah. and then that was it. And, and that's my guess, but I could be wrong on that. Who knows? That's just a random Stephen conspiracy theory. But can we continue on this hardware talk right now? Yeah, why not? Why not? Okay, so so I did, had a discovery, and it is something that some people might actually uh, have interest in. Um. You made me clue into the solve to a problem that I have been uh, facing for a couple of weeks now, about three weeks. Really? A gender reassignment surgery? You're finally going to get it? It's to do with my in-ear monitors. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's to do with my in-ear monitors. And the, as I mentioned before, just like headphones, in-ear monitors do need some work. I've talked before occasionally that, you, you know, I went and I bought myself a bunch of ear tips and uh, they, they last quite a while. I got a pack of ear tips right here. So that's kind of the... what size do you use? Because they come in different sizes. <laughs> I don't remember. I figured out the one that I needed and I ordered it. And I remembered that the net or I did that on Amazon. I actually spent two dollars more on Amazon than to go locally. Number one, because I'm lazy. But number two, then I have the paper trail when I need to reorder. <laughs> so so it's in my order history. Well, two dollars worth of Canadian gas. I mean, <laughs> that that would get you down the block and back. So, I mean, you're making up that. Yeah, that amount. I mean, even with the price of gas down. True. That gets you maybe two blocks. So anyways, I went and I, I did that. I think it's large, but. So those are kind of the equivalent to your, your, you know, on your headphones, how you have pads. But like headphones, other things sometimes go. Sometimes your headband, you've heard of that start to fray. Or you've heard of a cord getting a little bit worn out. And you hear these things. And the in-ear monitors are no different. In fact, I... Wait a minute. Do, do you actually hear them if your in-ear monitors start to wear out? Yes. 
<laughs> so anyways, in-ear monitors, I would I would say, are arguably more subject to this because of the fact that they are smaller. And the thing to consider with in-ear monitors is that they are meant to be flexible if you buy a pair that are, are proper. So they're meant that you can go and you can bend them to your around your ear and they'll sit in there. Well, unfortunately, once you've been using them for, I don't know, I think I've had them three years now, I think. Uh, three? At least two, I two, think. Two? I, I'm going to look it, it up it when your, you talk. Can next. you hear me, first of all? Can you hear right me? Right now I can because I turned my speakers on. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I can't remember if it was your birthday or Christmas gift. It was it was a birthday gift, and I will find out here in a moment if you if you'd let me finish my story. Story time with Stephen John John Drew. I don't know if it's ever good to let you finish a story. <laughs> uh, okay, so I I can't figure it out. I'll figure it out eventually. But uh, it was oh it, it was three years ago. It was 2017. I got them actually. Okay, yeah, I know. that's three years ago. I yeah, wow, wow, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, it was it was three years ago. So I've been using them for three years. And uh, a okay, quick Google search shows that episode 93, I talked about those. So that was a long time ago. You know, just with regular headphones, that's about the time that the ear cups start wearing out if you're using it consistently. Like you're using them at least twice a week. Exactly. So here's my point. Here's my problem. Is this just happened and it started on one side and on another is because they are meant to, to be... Uh, bendable. There is metal in them. and Clean out your earwax, dude, and don't show it on camera. <laughs> there is supposed to be metal in it, and the metal has has broken around my, oh. uh, around my ear. So now, they, while they work, they're not the most comfortable thing in the world. And this just came up within the last couple of weeks. Now, you know, can, can you use like that bike handlebar tape to try to cushion it a little bit so I, I it could. doesn't bite into your ear as much? I could. But the thing is, um, be huge, be like Mickey Mouse ears. The one ear is OK. It's the other that 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 is is a little more ouchy. But um, you reminded me of something. You dropped a link to me that sure came out with a new version of their Bluetooth IEMs. And mm -hmm. they, this isn't the first time they've done them. If you look at the the basic IEMs that I've got, the Shure SE215s, they actually make the SE215B, I think it's something stupid like BK. I don't think it's even BT, BT but it's the Bluetooth version. Essentially, Burger King, the uh, Burger King I know, version. I know, right? Um, but they do, they do make a Bluetooth version. So this isn't new to them, but Bluetooth does evolve quite quickly. Uh, no, okay, so it's SE215KBT1. That's what it is. But they do make a Bluetooth version, and now they're doing it again. But they're getting in with this low-profile trend, right? And so what they did was they have these things that just basically one on each side, just like you would imagine any other wireless headphones right now where they are low-profile, except these go around your ears. The thing that you should remember with with uh, IEMs is that the headphone piece, the actual ear, the the technology basically is meant to disconnect. So they actually do pop off of the cords. And that's the thing with the Bluetooth um, version that they just released. And I don't have the model number. They do brand them as compatible with, uh, with sure uh, IEMs. So if I wanted to, I could get just the, the individual wireless transmitter receiver, pop off my actual earpieces, like the actual, I guess, speakers, 
and plug them onto those Bluetooth uh, sender and receiver, which made me remember that three years ago, I remembered coming across the fact that you could buy the cable for $35 US. So I, I, I put an order in on Amazon, so a little more obviously Canadian fee, but I didn't want to go buy a new pair of IEMs because they're about $130, $150 Canadian. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to do that, I might as well diversify you know, my interest. I'm always interested in, in looking at different technologies so we can speak about it. And so uh, I started to look at some of the Mackies, some of the, uh, I think, Yamahas, and just I was thinking about going another way rather than just buying what I already had, even though I like it, again, just out of interest sake. But I remembered that. So anyways, that was my solve. You brought me to that realization and remembering that I could get the cord that is part of the, the headphones for 40-something Canadian. So again, it's I looked it up, 35 bucks US, and just pop my actual individual ear things onto there, and I'm back basically to new. So... um it's great. It was. I was so glad that you kind of made me follow that train of thought. And for thirty-five bucks American, it's actually probably works out cheaper with the price I got it in Canada than if you did that math. But let's say thirty-five bucks American uh, after three years. I didn't think that's a bad investment. No, um, no, I think it's pretty good, especially if you can keep going with them. Now you brought up Bluetooth headphones, and there's a bunch of questions in the chat about why they're bad for podcasting because of latency, that sort of thing. I actually bought, and I was just trying to look for where I scored them. It was probably on some sort of slick deals. I got a pair of over-the-ear Bluetooth noise-canceling cheap headphones. Like They were like 50 bucks or something like that. I think they were Anchors and, or Onkers. And they're great for like mowing the lawn or doing yard work. But I, I was trying them out because my new TV has Bluetooth compatibility. And every once in a while, I like watch TV when everybody else is going to sleep because it's dark in the house, whatever. And then I get the full theater experience. Well, my new TV has Bluetooth compatibility with it. So instead of my corded cordless headphones, you know, you actually plug them into the headphone base and then you uh, listen to it. Now I can do it with Bluetooth. So I thought, OK, I'll give this a try just to see if it works now. Truth be told, I haven't tried to hook it up to the TV yet, but I have been using it for outside when I'm doing yard work and stuff like that. Noise canceling isn't the best. I have some Bose QC25s and, and they work great, but they're corded. I don't have the 35s. I don't have the new Sony 1005 WHX or whatever it is. I don't have the new Sony ones that are supposed to be the best ever. I just was trying to do the, the cheap. It was, like I said, 50 bucks or 29 bucks or something like that. They're regularly... 150 or 199 i got them really cheap unfortunately they got a lot of static to them mm. i mean not like a tremendous amount but they got some static to them so for podcasting i'd be worried about am i hearing actual static in the line or am i just hearing the static because these are a cheap pair of bluetooth headphones well there is um it's important to note as well that there is different versions of the Bluetooth profile. So there's the Bluetooth a uh, aptx HD, but there's also the aptx LL, which is low latency. And I have had a chance to try the Bluetooth uh, AP. I think it was Bluetooth five aptx LL, 
and it still was annoying to speak through. So I did actually have a chance to give those a try. And while it was a heck of a lot better than any other Bluetooth that I had, it still kind of made you feel a little bit drunk as you were speaking and 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 it just wasn't there yet. So it's still, as far as I've seen, it's still not there. And, and I think you'd probably be looking more towards doing these Bluetooth options if you were just wanting to use them for music listening or whatever. Yeah, so I found out what I bought. There, there were $65 Bluetooth headphones, a Soundcore Life 2 Active Noise Canceling Over the Ear Wireless Headphones by Anker. I think it's Anker, right? Anker, Anker, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not anyway, sure. Anyway, I, I just did it and I'm glad I did because now I can advise people not to get cheap Bluetooth headphones because mm-hmm. you're you're gonna have issue at least for podcasts. Yeah. Because you're gonna have noise or you conceivably could have noise issues, which could skew your ability to monitor what you're actually trying to record. I agree. So, anyways, thanks. I wanted to mention that because um that was something that just a few weeks ago when this came up, I thought that I had had to move on to another pair of IEMs. And um, I think it just goes to show that sometimes if you sit on something for a little while, you might find a solution to uh, to not have to go totally new. And again, I would rather pay that than a whole new pair of IEMs because I've been ha- happy with the quality. And if I do want to buy new IEMs, I think I would like to be in a position to buy the next level up to be able to talk about it again because I'd like to be able to speak a little bit more. But I, I don't need that for, for my setup. I, I don't. It would really only be for educational purposes. Yeah. So in my Studio B, I actually hooked it up with a Moto M2. Uh, one thing that I've noticed is in the, unless you have some sort of advanced DAW or video recording, it will only record left or right. There's no way to get mm. it to mono unless you do latency or loopback. And you're going to get latency through the loopback, uh, but it works fine. The preamps works fine and that sort of stuff. Um, I, be, because it runs off a of USB, I would rather try the iRig. Uh, I think it's the duo, the iRig duo. I'd rather do that than this because of portability issues. This is a little bit bigger. However, I mean, it's what I have. It's what I used. And uh, in truth be told, I got it because my son got it. And I thought, well, might as well check it out because I've been looking for uh, audio interface like this. So I might as well check it out in case he has any questions. He did. He ran into the, that uh, left-right issue. So did I. And I don't think in the programs that he was using to record that we're able to fix that. So it's, it's either you do the loopback and it comes out of both channels or you do the left or right or you know channel one or two, which is stereo left or right. So we did that. Uh, but because I ordered and I ordered from Sweetwater, as you can't find them right now on Amazon, uh, a couple of days later, and I order stuff from Sweetwater from time to time, so I don't know if this had anything to do with the order, but I got a Sweetwater catalog. And, you know, this, growing up, I had the Sears catalog for Christmas. You know, you had catalogs. And so they're great, except for they just ended up in the end table or on the end table or a mountain and then you ended up either recycling them like phone books recycling phone books or you end up burning them in the fireplace i i don't know what use it is for them to send a catalog to a podcaster i get <clears throat> sending a catalog to a musician because musicians are on the road they have something that they can page through 
I get that, but I don't get sending a catalog to a podcaster. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that they're um, really questionable about how they have spent their their marketing budget on that because I bought one thing from them ever. And it was a $9 plugin. And last year, I got I got the catalog. And again, I live in Canada. Sweetwater isn't exactly marketed towards Canadians. So, no, it is so not. You send me this catalog, and I, I paid one nine dollar, one nine dollar plugin. The shipping to Canada alone has got to be more than nine dollars. So I, I don't know. I thought it was odd, but I guess who knows? Though you never know. Never know. We had a question in the chat, and it was from Jorge, and uh, he asked why I was not using the BP40 anymore. So anybody yeah, who's, who's binge listening to better podcasting chat sessions, Fireside with Steven and SP, whatever we call this, uh, will have heard me already mention this before. Uh, I think it was the first or the second one, but I will just recap right now. Mostly came to um, taking some feedback to heart and... Um, not justifiably. Uh, someone made a comment about me um, and I felt like I needed to do what I could to help myself hear myself a little bit better and I felt like the clarity alleviated something that was to do with that feedback and it, it all came down to just a bad decision. Uh, and because, and I say a bad decision because I'm a big, I'm a big believer in not letting trolls get to you. And I let a troll get to me. So I'll, I'll go and say it right now. I felt it was a bad decision on my part. Uh, that's a knee jerk reaction right there, but I did. And then I just continued because I, I've be, always been a fan of the Procaster sound. Even before I owned it, I, I actually, it was one of my shortlisted microphones. It's good on your voice. That's mm -hmm. And so I kept it. Um, also, the mount is better than the one I use for the BP-40. If I go back to the BP-40, which, by the way, for the audio listener, I'm holding up because I keep it right here, ready to go back home. Um, I, I don't it's use... It's like whenever I take the 320 yeah. off the stand, it's right here exactly. on the desk. Exactly. Um, I don't use the real stand, but if I do, I should probably go back to the... the, the I should probably buy the proper shock mount for it. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't. And that's, that's the thing is I don't, I don't um, right now have a reason to go back because I'm relatively happy with the Procaster sound. I also, from an inside speaking to hobbyist perspective, there is a large price difference between the BP-40 and the Rodecaster or the Rode Procaster. And so I feel like the Procaster is more attainable for hobbyists. So I do feel like that's, also a good thing to keep using, but I might go back at some point. Uh, I still like the BP-40. I can think of one other thing in that your pop filter arrangement. I had don't that on have the BP-40. Oh, I didn't. I don't. I didn't remember that. I did. Yep, I did. It fits actually better on the BP-40. Okay. Yeah. I have a custom pop filter for those who aren't familiar. familiar. I went and I took a pop filter from an I don't know how you say it, A-U-K-E-Y. I drilled a hole in it so that I could fit a pop filter rod that I had from another third-party one, and I just merged it all together and, and made it happen. But um, 
Yeah. Anyways, I don't really have anything else to say about that, but that's why I did. And uh, one day, one day I might go back home, go back home. I'm caressing it for the audio listener. I think as soon as you do, you're just going to fall in love with it over again. You're going to keep it on the stand for six, nine, 12 months, whatever. And until we get another microphone to review, then you'd be like, oh, I well, think- I'll, I'll keep it right here. Don't you think, though, it's time for me to start doing the the mic, the annual mic cycle where I go and I, I give them all a go again? I, I should. How many, dig, how many, dig how many years have we been doing it? It's closer to five years, right? <laughs> I know. So for, for at least four of those five years, <laughs> I have taken like the first half of the year and done the mic shuffle. And then like mid year, you're like, oh, I got to do it, too. I keep coming back to this Electro Voice RE320. There has been no other microphone for my ears, mm-hmm. that sounds as good to me as the Electro Voice RE320. Other people might disagree and want to hear me on a different microphone, but I keep coming back to this. So unless I'm moving up, I'm staying on this thing. I'm, I'm sorry. There's one microphone that that you haven't done yet that you just can't say. And I, and and until you say that, you can only assume the best and that it's it sounds better. And it's the Heil PR40. I'm sorry if you... If you haven't tried it, you can't knock on it. So uh, unfortunately, oh, I can knock on it. I can knock, I can knock on it because I know Bob Heil and I know how he tuned it. He tuned it for FM. Yeah. It's great on a voice like it honestly is. It's great on a voice like yours where, where you don't have a lot of low end and it's accentuating the low end. And I, for me, it's just going to muddle my, my voice. I'm not going to do it. I actually don't even think that it sounds that good on my voice, but I, I, yeah, I'll maybe next week. That's should I fine. Dig, should I dig it out? Should I start on the PR forty next week? Because every time you do, you like in two weeks, you you go right back to whatever microphone you want to use. <laughs> yeah. Um. Johnny says yes, I do want the RE twenty. Yes, I do, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I had some emergency spending I had to do earlier this year. It and this COVID nineteen made me spend more money, so. I'm at a point where no, I'm I'm not going to get the RE twenty this year probably. Yeah. I still have a theory that you're not going to like it. I I don't know. I my gut yeah, my I, gut tells yeah. me you're not going to like it. I and that's a very <clears throat> real possibility, which is why I'm not chomping at the bit to yeah. to actually go into debt to go get it because I'm fine with how my voice sounds here. Now I say that, and this is chomping on five years old, right? So at some point, these microphones start to degrade. And you have to refresh your equipment. So at some point, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to get a new one. And yeah. I would say somewhere between the five to ten range. And this thing's been on the stand for for five years. It's not like it's been in a case. Well, and the other thing that I think is is really in, um, worth considering is in the chat, Liberty Dude is saying, "Do you think the RE20 will knock your RE your RE320 off its pedestal?" I think it's uh, again important to remember who we talk to here a lot and. Um, I I like let's let's assume the best. Let's assume he gets the RE20. He goes, I can't believe I used that RE320 for the last three years, last five years, whatever it was. I can't believe it. This RE20, I should have got it sooner. It's so much better. I sound so clear. I sound exactly like that legendary voice that he has in his head. SP will still continue to recommend the RE320 to oh, our yeah. audience because of the fact that the RE320 is much more attainable for the majority of the people we talk to on this show. Yeah, and and there are aspects of the 320. I, I also like the Rode Procaster, which you're mm. using right now. Uh, there are aspects of the 320, because it's almost the same price, or, or 
it's a little bit more to go up to the 320 just for the microphone. Right. There are aspects of the 320 that outclass the Rode Procaster in in some instances. I mean, the pop filter alone, where you get it, it's a BSW exclusive, but you can get it. The shock mount is because my I got the brand new shock mount with mine and my microphone, which is even on the stand. Actually, it is. It's on on a stand back there. It's it started to droop within a year. <laughs> Right. So you need to get new bands for the shock mount. This, these shock mount bands, eventually I'll need to replace. It's like it's drooping a little bit. But like I said, it's been on here for five years. They are a lot more robust. Now, this, this shock, the, this mount is huge mm-hmm. that goes on it. It's this, massive. At 309A. So that's actually a detriment. But I don't think it was ever meant really to be used from a boom arm. I think it was meant to be used on, on a table stand. And this would have propped it up a little bit more. And I, I could see that. But anyway, um, is the is RE20 going to knock this out of my, um, my uh, microphone stand? It might. It might because of the voice. In my recommendation, too. It might because of voiceover. If you're doing voiceover stuff, if you're doing uh, you know animation mm-hmm. and, and that sort of stuff, and the RE20 is that much more of a quality sound for your voice over the 320. That might make me recommend it a little bit more. And I know Bandrew prefers it. He he prefers the 20. Although I listened to over on podcasts, I listened to his giant um, um, microphone shootout, and and I got to tell you, it, he did value the 320 but i actually in comparison valued 320 more and this goes back to personal taste yeah where my like in what i want to hear is different from what bandrew wants to hear i've said it for a very very long time that my opinion of the re320 is it has a very artificial sound uh i i don't think that it It, sounds natural by any means i think everybody who uses one has a very similar um upper range pattern where I, I I don't want to use the word distorted, but it, it I don't want to use the word digital, but it's somewhere in there where it's like it's artificial and and I hear it on everybody that uses it. But I also like to quickly when I say that highlight back to the fact that there are people who love the PR40 because it has this like super cliche broadcast sound and everybody has their own specific sound that yeah. they're aiming for. And in their own voice too. So different. I backed away from different voice. Different microphones are crap because it depends on your voice. And it goes back. We even said it on the show a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, which was we need to um, go out and try microphones, especially the more expensive microphones. We talked about renting the microphone or going out and doing it in a store. I think that's the only way that you're going to find out if it's for you or if it's not. Now, Stephen and I have actually had the opportunity to have a lot of these microphones in studio. Uh, one microphone, the rest of my, you can say one that microphone. Yeah. One microphone that I just, I, I had to get rid of because it made my voice sound so muddy was the Shure SM7B. I had to get rid of that. I, I just, I could not stand it in my studio and I'm glad I got rid of it. And as a matter of fact, that same microphone you got to use too and mm-hmm. it is not in your studio right now no. for a variety of reasons but you wouldn't be using it on a week-to-week basis either no i don't think i i would have come back to it a couple times for sure yeah. as a test but yeah anyways we just wanted to uh 
I guess talk a little bit of gear today. I guess that's where we wanted to yeah, talk. I, I guess I guess so. I mean, <laughs> if if any, we have time for one last question, if anybody has a one last question about podcasting in general that is not hardware related, we'll definitely take it. In, in the meantime, you know, we're getting ready to to have another podcast next week. We're not going to take any time off, and we're going to keep on going through. Um, because of everything going on, I'll admit I have not been able to get the extra content that we've wanted to. This was unexpected for, for us this year. We wanted to take every other week off so that we could produce extra content. Mm-hmm. And, and just for me personally, I found it very difficult because I've been having to deal with other things. I had to move my daughter back early. I had to set up my other daughter so she could teach. I had to uh, deal with work. I'm an essential worker at work, so I have to deal with all that. My wife is essential. She's having to work six days a week now, not just five days mm-hmm. a week. So things get backed up and you have to take care of more home life. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that extra content like we promised we were going to. Weird. I did do the studio tour last week and, and I'll do another one this week. But yeah, there, there's just, uh, there's, there's so much that's being affected by this. And, and I feel stupid by saying, well, because of this, I can't do extra content. But, it, but it's true. And I, I'm so glad we're doing content every other week, but we haven't stopped and we're not planning on it. Nope. But I also will highlight right now that uh, we're we're all about transparency here. It is exhausting mentally for lots of people right now um, with everything going on in the world. And so some days I just want to crack a beer, sit on my couch and watch the latest rerun of The Bachelor. Uh, no, no real. <laughs> no, no, new no, ones. That, no, no, that's that's not going to happen. Uh, Bang says, how do I make all that podcast money? Uh, honestly, you can't right now. There's just not a lot of money rolling around. I was listening to some podcasts that have re- very robust, like Patreons and, and self-funding and stuff like that. And they're all saying they're down right now. And, mm-hmm. and, and people have literally lost their jobs right now. So yep. I, I don't think that podcasting for money right now is, is a very good, um, short term goal at all. I think it, would put you back far more than what you're going to make in the short term. Now, if you're aiming for a longer term plan, that's that, you know, if you want to do that, there are ways to do that. We don't really advocate it because we are a hobby. We're advocating for the fun of it, but I realize there's an industry out there for podcasting, making money. I just don't think that now is a great time. Listenership is down. Uh, self-funded Patreon uh, uh, crowdfunding is down. So yeah, I know he he might have asked that question in jest, but I feel just wanted to address it. So thanks everybody for coming on by. Um, oh, you know what? Let's take one more minute to address the copyright strike. Should we address the copyright strike? Please, Cause, cause that, we that is we a learning it. experience. Okay. Yeah. So I mentioned a, a couple of Q and A's ago that um, the Gunna Geek Show had a copyright strike happen. So not strike, a copyright um, notice. There's a difference between a notice and a strike on YouTube. And what happened was that I um, I did a little joke. I forget what episode it was. But long story short, there was a joke that I I made. I said that we have a live Gunna Geek show house band that performs the intro and the outro. So yep. in between episodes, the next episode, I went and I filmed myself on in front of a green screen playing a bunch of rock band instruments very poorly to the intro and the outro. And I put that together and I made that the gag for that following episode. Well, I also said that I was going to go and release it 
uh, in the full version because I did I did did more than just a little bit of the of the music that you have on screen. I did the whole thing where like because you know like we have here where the music continues on after we actually open here. Same thing on the Gunna Geek show. And when I put that out there, I guess because there was no talking over it, the algorithms quickly got it. Which, by the way, is not saying that you get away with using copywritten music by talking over it. It's just the way that this one happened to be. Because it was our intro music that was flagged. Now, I am cleared to use it. I made sure I was cleared to use it. But when I went to the source of where I got it, I put in, actually on Google, um, the source website. And then I put... Um, uh, YouTube claim, I think is what I did. And right away, they had a phenomenal, the phenomenal video about, we know this happens sometimes. There's nothing we can do about it. Uh, our experience is basically follow these steps and you'll be released. And a very informative video, very well done, very clear, very, very polite. And so I did that. And then um, I checked a couple weeks because what it did was YouTube, after I submitted the dispute, um, and all I had to put in there was licensed from and then the website. So anyways, when I did the dispute, uh, it said that the creator had up to like a month to respond. Yeah. And so I checked the first couple weeks and it was still there. And then I thought, well, I guess at this point, no news is good news and I'll just keep waiting. And then I, I went and I looked today and it was cleared. And the thing was, when I put this video together, actually, I showed it to my wife. So I uploaded it to my personal channel as well, just so I could go and pull it up and show her elsewhere without SP seeing it because he has access to the Gunna Geek YouTube channel, right? So yeah. I, I did it personally. And I had also noticed that that one also was flagged. So I did the dispute the same day on both my personal YouTube and the Gunna Geek YouTube. And they are both cleared today. And when you go to the copyright section, it actually says there is no claims against this video. So it obviously was released. but. Just to know, it's worth knowing. Sometimes, even if you do license the music properly, um, you YouTube algorithms and other algorithms can can uh, come up and rear their ugly head, and it happens. And you got to go through the process and hope that you're cleared, like I was. Um, and from this page, it seems like it does occasionally happen. And and I can understand it when you're a company that's dealing with licensing from. Thousands and thousands of different artists, I guess, is bound to happen somewhere. Well, and they sent the YouTube sent most of their workforce home, and they they announced a couple of weeks ago that it was going to be more automatic reviews and not in person reviews. So they admitted that there were going to be some mistakes. Now, full disclosure, this happened way before YouTube sent people home, but it is an ongoing issue, right? This copyright notifications and strikes and stuff like that. So I thought I'd mention that here, but yeah, it's worth worth knowing because not just here, like Facebook, it can happen as well. They have algorithms. And we've said before, there's other algorithms that are crawling podcasts. So just be prepared if you've if you have purchased something or you've used something that is you are able to do. Keep yourself a paper trail. Um, you know, uh, ideally, if you've if you have purchased it. You should be given a licensing piece of um, like a PDF or something. Save that somewhere for your records. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't just keep it on your uh, email. Make sure you you download it and maybe even print out a copy. Yeah. Uh, in the end, it might be a lot of money for you. <laughs> so make sure you keep that around. Anyway, Stephen, I think that's it for us tonight. It is. So for episode number X of X. 
It's five of the live, but we don't. It's weird because we have better podcasting proper. It I'm the live. Nice. I'm Stephen John Drew saying that's five live episodes in the can. SP is more alive than me. I'm SP saying I'll see everybody next week, but in two weeks we'll do this again. If you have questions, feel free to ask us anytime, especially on our Discord server. See ya. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week.